This is the Job Lady Podcast. Today, we're unlocking the secrets of career resilience and growth with our guest, Gina Watkins. Dive into the world of stacking credentials and navigating career lattices to supercharge your career. Whether you're eyeing a career shift or aiming to elevate your current path, this episode is your guide to thriving in today's dynamic job market. Join us as we explore innovative strategies for professional development, learning directly from the success story of a seasoned medical field professional. Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Job Lady Podcast, where we delve into the nitty gritty of career development. Today, we're embarking on a fascinating journey into the realms of staffing credentials and navigating career lattices. And who better to guide us through this than Gina Watkins, a pro in the medical field whose career is a testament to the power of these strategies. Gina's story isn't just about climbing the career ladder in the traditional sense. It's about the savvy moves across the board that have significantly boosted her value and earning potential. So let's break it down. You might be familiar with the old school career ladder, that straight shot to the top in a single line of progression. But let's face it, the career landscape is evolving. Enter the concept of the career lattice, a more dynamic and flexible approach that values horizontal moves and skill diversification just as much as vertical ascents. It's about building a robust career that can withstand changes in the job market and align with your personal growth. Gina's journey perfectly illustrates this modern approach. Starting from an entry-level position, Gina didn't just look upwards. She looked around, embracing opportunities across different specialties within radiology. This wasn't a linear climb. It was a strategic navigation that broadened her skill set and opened up new career avenues. So joining me on today's podcast is my dear friend, Gina Watkins. She's going to share her story of entering the x-ray technician field and then staffing credentials in order to increase her value to employers as she moved around the area. The piece of Gina's story that she won't share in this episode is the piece that I think most people can identify with. Gina faced challenges as she chose her education and worked toward gaining that education. She was willing to do whatever she needed to to drive herself toward her eventual career goals. She worked as a waitress. She cleaned houses. She did whatever she needed to do to get to that next step. And I think that's the reality for a lot of people. We're trying to make ends meet. We're trying to figure things out, but we don't always have a clear path forward. So as, so as Gina navigated the ability to work through her associates, she saw the need to always strive to have a little bit more, do a little bit extra, be a little bit ahead of the next person in line. Once she got into her role as an extra technician, she saw that there were adjacent opportunities. And that's how she got into credential stacking and moving along the career lattice. If that resiliency is something that you can identify with, then I want you to pay extra attention to this week's special interview. So here is Gina Watkins. Thank you so much for joining me today. Really excited about interviewing you. 
So the, the first thing I'm going to ask you is, can you tell us a little bit about your background and what inspired you to enter the medical field? In 1999, I was a seventh week in basic boot camp. I had a week to go and I ran my second PT, which was a mile and a half. I ran it. And as soon as I stopped running, I felt like I pulled a groin muscle. The next morning, I said that I needed to go and see the RDC uh, or the medical center. And they put me in to have an x-ray. And when they were doing the x-ray on me, I was like, when I get out of here, I'm going to do extra. I went to Temple College there, and I checked with, to see if they had an x-ray program. And they didn't at that time. And so that was 2000. And then by the time 2003 came around, somehow I went back and started my, uh, between 2000 and 2003, I started doing just prereq stuff. And then I got accepted to the program at MCC in Waco. And they were with Temple. So I was able to go from there into that program just because I fractured my pelvis in boot camp and thought, I can do this when I get out. What what were some of the classes that you took or some of the things that you learned while you were in that program? So we had anatomy and then we had different math uh, classes and then we did clinicals where we actually went to the different hospitals that they were um, had contracts with so that we could actually see the x-rays done. So how has your career evolved from your first role to where you currently are now? Whenever I graduated, I started out in the OR at Scott and White in Temple. And I got to see, like, the midsection of where I am now to where I started. So I would see where they would implement hardware or fix the patient by um, heart cath, like they'd put a pacemaker in, like a diabetic patient that actually had... Um, blocked veins, they would actually pull those clotted veins out of that patient to clear those shunts that they put in to help that patient. We had runoff rooms where they would run dye or stents. Like if they needed to put stents in the heart, they would run into the floral arteries. We would start there and then run up to the heart and they would actually run shunts up into those arteries to place those, those stents. Mm. OR was really interesting because you got to see there was 20, 23 rooms and we ran all those rooms with a CR. So the surgeon would be there, the surgical tech would be there, the nurses would be there, and then we were there and we worked as a team to help with that surgery, which would last six hours, eight hours, depending on how long it took for all of that team to proceed with whatever needed to be done. So like with spine cases, we, we would be in those a long time because you'd have to have a, um abdomen doctor come in, a gastro doctor that would move all the organs out of the way if they were going from the front of the patient to the back of the patient. They'd have to move those organs out of the way to get to the spine. Then the spine doctor would come in and then we would do the x-rays or the C-arm so that they could place the screws into the vertebrae to put the, the rods or just certain screws. Or now they have spacers that they put in between the vertebrae and the disc. 
And for me to start with that was kind of like, it's it's just evolved to the backside of it. Like, it's like my whole life has always been backwards. <laughs> so I started the beginning and the end of it. But I saw that portion and then going to CT and actually being the person on that side of it before the surgery and seeing that person, oh, they're going to have to go do this because I've been in OR and I've seen what they had to have placed. And then I did MRI too, so I've seen the tissues and t the tendon side of it. I didn't just see the bones. So x-ray, so uh, Scott Martin Temple is in trauma one. So the, all of those OR patients were coming out of the ER into there. And then I got to go to a rural hospital where we had 25 beds and then we had a, maybe three rooms for ER. And I, I went on nights from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. So I got to do x-ray and just CT for that ER and the inpatients. And so I did mainly just heads and abdomens at night. And then I got three more years at that hospital where I got to do CT and MRI, but they were some of those ER patients and some of the inpatients. But also I got to do outpatients where we did special uh, imaging. And so I learned from CT is kind of like, you're looking at the bone, but you're also able to see the organs and see how it contrasts when you give it to them, how it feeds into those organs. Then MRI is a little different because it's all mainly tissue and tendons and organs and uh, ligaments. So like if I'm looking at a knee, I can see if they tore their ACL or their meniscus on that knee because that's how it keeps the knee together. And you can actually see it on the MRI. Um, with MRI, you can give contrast on things too, but it feeds differently than it does on CT. So it's like you start with an x-ray because you want to see if the bones broke. And sometimes you can see swelling and uh, fluid, but then you move on to MRI or CT, depending what it is, because they both show something different. But they use all three of them to be able to diagnose the patient's issue. And it's all been so interesting. And if I hadn't went to these, the small rural or hospital area, I wouldn't have got to wear so many hats. Because where I'm working now, I'm just an x-ray tech, which I enjoy after doing all that. But I don't get to branch out. So it really depends where you are, your location, to what you get to see with your field. But when, when you moved between organizations, when you went from one to the other, was it because you wanted to change your pace? Was it because one paid more? What was it better hours? What were those considerations like? So with, um, so I graduated in 2008. I did that year at Scott White O.R. and when I went to Little River, I was just x-ray, but they offered me to be able to do CT also. So I thought, if I get my CT, that's going to definitely up my money. And then uh, ART, which is our registration that credentials us no matter where we go. 
once I got to days where I can do those exams and have somebody sign off saying that I did a runoff or I did a certain exam contract that only could be done on outpatients, then I could take the exam for ART. And once I took that exam, then when I passed it, then I had CT as one of my credentials. And then I can go and work for X-ray and CT anywhere that except ART, which is our registry for the U.S., so pretty much I can. Um, if I wanted to do MR, then I would have to just take the test also, but I'd have to get those certain um, competencies checked off three to five of each exam to say that a tech saw me do it and I've met the criteria. And so... Going to CT just ups my pay. Even where I am now, 16 years later, and because of that, I'm probably the highest tech paid at the x-ray position I'm at because I have CT and they don't. What aspects of your job bring you the most satisfaction? I had one person today, but usually at least one time a week, maybe two times a week, I'll have a patient, they'll be like, that is the fastest x-ray I've ever had. Or if I'm working with kids, I love kids. But majority of the times when I work with kids, we just head it off. Like, I can work with them, they're just, they're just free spirits, they're not worried. But majority of kids, if I explain what I'm doing to them and I'm real gentle, they'd let me do it. I think that that's my favorite part. And then when the adults are like, man, that was easy. I was like, well, I've been doing it forever. So, you know, those are my favorite parts when it goes real smooth. What advice would you give to someone that's a new x-ray tech just starting out in their career or to someone who's interested in a career in radiology? If you start out real young, like I work with some people, they've been at this one location for 15 years. They're tired, like I am, after doing everything I did, but I'm so glad that I did everything I did. All the steps I went through, because they've been in the exact same location, and have, they haven't experienced being able to go up or change things. They've been there, and they're, they're all at the point after 15 years they're burned out. I mean, I, I've been doing it 16 years, and I've got to get a CT degree. I've got to do MRI. I've been in the ER. I got to work with nurses one-on-one -on -one because I was at a small location. I got to be an ER tech. I've, I've seen the helicopter where I've helped patients get on the helicopter. They've been in the same location for 15 years, and they're burned out. But what do they do compared to what I do? after I've already had 15 years of different things. Now let's dive into the heart of today's topic, stacking credentials. This strategy is all about layering certifications, degrees, or specialized training within your career area. For Gina, each new credential added depth and versatility to her professional profile, making her an invaluable asset in healthcare, a field where staying abreast of advancements and regulations is crucial. But this isn't just about healthcare. 
In almost every industry, professionals are discovering that a lateral, more diversified career path offers not just satisfaction, but a strategic edge in the long term. It signifies a shift from seeking job security through tenure in a single role to building resilience through a diverse skill set. Embracing a career lattice is not merely about professional advancement. It's crafting a career journey that's rich with learning and professional development, one that offers the flexibility to adapt to life's changes. It's viewing every role, project, and credential as a piece in the broader mosaic of your career. As we explore the evolving workplace landscape, credential stacking emerges as a key strategy for enhancing marketability and career progression. It's a proactive approach, not just accumulating certificates, but strategically acquiring qualifications that propel your career in dynamic directions. Credential stacking can turbocharge your career, extending beyond traditional academic degrees to encompass professional certifications, licenses, and even informal learning experiences. Each credential acts as a multiplier, enhancing your adaptability to contribute across various roles and industries. For someone like Gina, this approach has been crucial in navigating the competitive fields of radiology. By strategically stacking credentials relevant to her career goals, Gina has deepened her expertise and showcased her commitment to continuous learning setting herself apart as a prime candidate in her field. This strategy bolsters not just your marketability, but also your job security. In a world where technological advancements and economic shifts can render job roles obsolete overnight, having a diverse set of skills and qualifications opens multiple doors, cushioning you against market volatility. Moreover, the flexibility and mobility offered within the career lattice framework are unparalleled. As you stack credentials, you arm yourself with the versatility needed for lateral moves, pivots to new specialties, or advancement to leadership roles, requiring a broad understanding of multiple functional areas. However, the journey to successful credential stacking involves careful planning and a strategic mindset. It's about identifying which credentials will offer the most significant return on investment and balancing ongoing education with current job responsibilities and your personal life. In the rich tapestry of modern career development, the career lattice represents a multidimensional framework encouraging skill diversification and upward progression as part of a holistic approach to professional growth. Through this career lens, we explore how individuals can effectively navigate this lattice, achieving personal fulfillment and professional success. Remember, whether you're just starting out, considering a change, or looking to enhance your current path, the lattice offers a framework brimming with possibilities. It invites you to explore, learn, and grow in ways that resonate with you, providing a roadmap not just to survive, but to thrive in the ever-evolving world of Thanks for tuning in to this exploration of the career lattice and the inspiring story of our fabulous guest, Gina Watkins. As you forge ahead in your career, may you find the courage to explore, the wisdom to adapt, and the passion to continue learning at every step. Theme music is Freedom by Paula. 
For help taking the next step in your career journey, please check me out at my website, which is listed in the show notes below. I'd love to help you figure out where to go next.